Welcome to episode number 298, The Performance Coach. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, Heck, and Bennett. The performance coach. In this episode, we have special guest Bennett Schwartz. We cover topics that range from success tips, real estate, business performance, effective coaching, daily disciplines, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Buddha and Andrew Carnegie. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Bennett, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited and I'm uh, looking forward to this uh, interview. For sure, for sure. All right, man, so let's jump right into it. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Sure. Uh, my name is Bennett Schwartz. I'm from Philadelphia and I'm a, a performance coach. And what I do is I really help people uh, make, bring out the best in them. Most of us or many people, I, would say, I don't know if most people, but I'd say many people know that they're capable of doing more. And they sometimes just need a guide or really just some insight into how to unleash themselves and unlock themselves. So, you know, I work with the clients one-on-one and in group settings and really help people uh, help them reach their potential that they're actually know they're capable of. I love it. So, so how did you get started in the industry? I talk about this all the time, whether it's uh, self-help, personal development. Um, I was introduced back in 2006 to the personal development industry and fell in love ever since. I think I was always kind of an upbeat kind of person. Um, but once I started, uh, once I got introduced to the, you know, the self-help books and the motivational stuff, and it just, it just, you know, carved my life into a totally different direction. Um, and then it would just kind of led to, you know, um, you know, further, I guess, soul searching and seeking of the truth and those things. But, um, and then, so we, we then catered a lot of that to the podcast here. Um, and then to a bunch of, a slew of other things that we have done. So, do you have a similar story where you introduced to personal development where you just always around it? Is that just like your career path? Explain to us, you know, kind of the background. Yeah, sure. So uh, I would say career path. I've been in education for the, the last decade to last, you know, 10, 11 years. And just really my, my passion for the educational world was really the informal education. So, you know, you have the classroom setting and then you also have like the gym setting, setting, hanging out with the students and stuff like that, camp. So really that, uh, n- not in the classroom. So I, I was always, I was gravitated towards that. So really just dealing with people, I would say. I, I've been doing that for, you know, over the, the, the last 10 years, 10, 11 years. But I would say even before that, when I was in high school, I, I was on my high school basketball team. And I always found it very interesting how there were so many, you know, in basketball, I don't know if basketball fans out there, there's, there's like, each team goes like on runs, right? And the coach is always like, all right, now it's our turn. Now it's there, you know, and you're going back and forth and you really start to think like, is, is like, what's the deal with that? Right? Yeah. And when people go on hot streaks, like why is all of a sudden like this game, they're, on, they're awesome. And then like this game, they're like terrible. And yeah. the mindset, and you really start to think like, oh my gosh, there's like something that clicks during those moments. And like, even like when a team's going on a run and coach calls a timeout, right? They, they're trying to break something up from the other side. 
So you start to notice that the mindset has such a huge play. And even in high school, I started to realize that I'm like, oh my gosh, like instead of like getting down every time another team scores a buggy, like you got to stay upbeat and you got to keep going because if, if you take yourself and bring yourself down, the other team's just going to smack you. So you really got to keep that, that, that emotion in check and really be able to control it. And as I got older, I realized that's not only in basketball, that's just in life in general. Like you look at all the successful people and they have it everywhere. You know, it's, it's in their relationships, it's in their businesses, um, it's in their own personal health, wherever it is, you, there's, there's a competitiveness with yourself. But there's also, you got to stay focused and to really work on your mindset. I find that it's sort of an even playing ground for everybody, right? You know, it, you know, people grew up in different cultures and different places of the world, different time periods. Like we're all different. We all grew up with different things going on, but ourselves that are, and, and that competition within ourselves that, that like we all, that's, that's all we can really compare ourselves to. It's like, I heard a great quote the other, the other day. It's like, the only person who, who you should compare yourself to is who you were last year. And, and really understanding that and, and knowing that it's so key and so important to really do that. And, and the fact that you can actually work on yourself, like you can actually become a better person um, in, in all these areas is something that's to me was so inspiring. And I'm like, this is awesome. I started working on myself. I'm like, if I could really help people do this also, this is amazing. I love it, man. One of the, um, I have a uh, motivational um, kind of a mixtape, I guess you, you would say. And one of the tracks is called The Challenge. And in that, I'm, I'm saying exactly what you said. The challenge is becoming a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. Just going, being competitive against yourself, right? right. And, and, and having that edge. And it's, it almost becomes exciting um, yeah, and, sure. and fun, almost like a, you, you turn it into a game. So it's interesting that you, you incorporated sports because sometimes we find a lot of this, a lot of the rawness life de- delivers um, and, and, and the seriousness and, and just sometimes the darkness. We sometimes get take that and, and, and just run with it, where sometimes we fail to incorporate or to apply the other things that made our happy situations to those. Right. And so how do we get over those things? It's it's the same application as we were, you know, using for the, the, you know, the other scenarios that we found ourselves in. And so finding that little game aspect, not to say that anything's a joke, not to take anything so lightly that you're not serious, not saying that. Um, But I do feel like there is uh, almost like this, you have to have like a reset almost to, to, to re- regroup yourself quickly enough to not fall so behind. Cause sometimes we can allow that reality, I guess, to just drape over us of this heavy weight um, and, 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 and maybe uh, hold us back from progressing. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And I would say that we hold ourselves back more than anything else. Um, and, and we have to really understand that if, you know, if things want to get better in our lives, like we have to get better and that's really where it starts from. So, uh, you know, that's one of my f- favorite Jim Rohn quotes. Like, you know, if you want to get better, like things, things got to get better, you got to get better. And it's something that's so key. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't notice that and don't see that. And you could, you know, they, they keep getting stuck and it's like, what's going on? Why can't they just break out of it? They see other people doing it. And you, and you look at those people and you're like, what, what are they doing differently? And it's like, they're taking their personal development really seriously. That's what they're doing. I love it, man. And you know what else I love? It's it's the daily grind of it all, right? It's the 
you needed that. I heard this a long time ago and it's kind of weird, but it's, it makes sense to me in my head that, you know, people are like, uh, motivation is like uh, a deodorant. You need to apply it every single day, man, uh, because it's going to wear off uh, right. or inspiration or you need to find something because every day we're, you're still going to be dealing with uh, uh, something new. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, when you're in a leadership position uh, or you're coaching someone is, you know, someone's always says, oh, wow, you're always smiling. You're always happy. You're so lucky. Um, and it's so funny because it's like I, you, you do realize I deal with the same things, sometimes probably even worse than you, uh, not you as embedded, but you as a, a, another person. Um, I just I just wear it differently. And it's also the difference between immature uh, versus mature or. Uh, maybe just someone starting off into career versus a true professional. Um, and I think a true professional knows how to carry themselves in that way um, and knows how to put on the face, put on the poker face or the game face, whatever is needed to overcome and win versus the emotional uh, person who just wears everything on their sleeves. I mean, do you have to, anything to say on that or yeah. is that? You know, yeah, just, for yeah. sure. I love, see, I, I love that because I feel like in, like, like you said, like people look at other people and like, how are you so happy? Like things must be going amazing for you. And it's like, no, like the same things go wrong with everybody <laughs> and, and really our attitude and our, and how we react. That's the only thing we can control and thing that we can work on, you know, react physically and react mentally. So how are we going to take something? Are we looking at the same thing as, as, as a failure? Are we looking at it as like a life lesson? And, just strategically, it makes sense to look at it as a life lesson because you look at it a failure or something goes wrong, like you're just going to like beat yourself up and you're just going to not progress. Like it just doesn't like on a strategic level, like you don't talk about mental mentality, you know, just strategically yeah. it makes sense to like move on from it and to really work on yourself that way. So we, everyone goes through it, you know, like it, it's incredible. I, I one time heard uh, Tony Robbins talk about it, the fact that he he, he always says, like, people always ask him, like, oh, nothing goes wrong. He's like, the amount of employees that he has, every 30 seconds, something's going wrong. And he says, and he's worked on this, he, he gives himself 90 seconds on any issue. He's like, I give myself 90 seconds, and then I move on. He's like, he's like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it for me. And he's like, okay, he's, he's you know, he's, he's different planet than most people you know yeah. but like yeah. the fact that like somebody's willing to take 90 you know 90 seconds to like just dwell on something and move on as opposed to bringing with them for days weeks and months years you know like you just, we just don't have the, the mental energy for that i love it all right so so let's switch gears back onto you your services and what you provide so the performance coach explain um a little bit about uh maybe your your instagram page and or your website and some of the services you offer yeah, sure. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's mainly what I do. Um, so I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. We meet once a week for, you know, we have like month sec uh, segments and, uh, and I really work with them on whatever it is that they're trying to work with. Uh, I do executive coaching also. So I do work on people's businesses and really help them try to scale their businesses. Um, but there is most of the time, there's usually a lot of overlap just because yeah. life is all connected in a way. So um, really helping people, you know, progress in whatever area it is. And we, you know, we, we go into details. We try to figure out really, really what the issue is. Because a lot of times people will say something and, you know, when you get like two or three layers deeper, um, there's, there's an underlying issue there that doesn't usually only pop up in that area. It actually pops up in area, other areas as well. So it's really focusing on what the main issue is getting down to the core of it. And that's, I would say the difference between a good coach and a bad coach is, you know, how quickly and how you know, clear you can get on those, you know, those, those foundational points. 
and then really working on it and then giving homework and then making sure that they're doing it and beating them up and making sure that they're getting stuff done. Because at the end of the day, I'm in a results business. And if I'm not getting results, then I'm not in business. So um, it's really like following up with them, holding them accountable, which is a huge part. Um, and really just making sure that they're, you know, they're progressing the way that they want to be progressing. I love it. Um, so we've had multiple guests uh, on our show. We've been doing this for a little over six years now. And uh, every time we come across either a coach or a business that provides um, uh, mentorship or um, I guess just guidance to, to individuals yeah. consulting, um, they all have this one thing in common, the successful ones. And once I jumped onto your website, it was one of the first things I saw. So I'm like, bang, he got it. They're called discovery calls. Yeah. And the reason why I love this, and then I'll, I'll allow you to explain what they are and what they consist of. But the reason why I love these is because you're not, you're tailoring your, you're tailoring the, the service you provide to the individual or business, right? I cannot, I, 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 one thing that drives me crazy is like the cookie cutter kind of application of whatever service or, you know, what have you they're offering where these discovery calls are a little bit different, right? So you're tracking it down to sp their specific needs. And right. without me over talking, I'll allow you to explain, you know, what your discovery calls are and the reason for them. Yeah, sure. So discovery calls usually like a 40 minute session. Um, with the client, like a pre-session, just so they actually get the gist of what actually coaching is. A lot of people hear uh, the ideas of coaching. Um, they might agree with it conceptually, but until they actually experience it, they're not necessarily going to really understand like the power of it. Um, and, and the reason why you do it is because you want, you want them to experience it. And it's really showing them. And like you said, coaching is more of an art than a science. And every person is different. And that's a little bit, I would say, different between like coaching and consulting in a way, because consultants, they'll have like, their method of this is what you need to do. You just follow this game plan and you're going to get there while coaching, taking the, the bigger picture into perspective, realizing that every person is different. Every company within the same industry is different. Uh, the different players are, are different. So really understanding that each person brings their own unique, I guess, pieces to the puzzle. It's the coach's job to really try to play with that and to really understand what's going on there and then really cater towards that person on what they need. Because, you know, like in, in real estate, I love to give them the example. Um, people have to understand why they're investing in real estate because somebody's in reason, if, they, if their reason is that they want to try to become financially free in 12 months from now, their strategies has to be very different than it is like in 30 years from now. Right. So the same thing applies to anything. So you really have to understand why the person is looking for help in that whatever specific area they're trying to do. And then what is it that we can do to actually get them there? Because if we if, if we don't know why or what the person's doing, then it, it's, it's nice. And I could probably give, give you some advice, but I'm not going to be able to help you. So the person actually has to be willing to, to open up a little bit, which, you know, you got it, it's, it's hard. It's not easy. And you got to get a little vulnerable. Um, but hopefully, you know, we could build that trust. And hopefully over time, you know, we could really build like a, a really strong bond and really help, you know, get that success that we're looking to get. I love it. And, and I want to talk a little bit about the client investment. And I'm not talking about monetary. I'm talking about they themselves investing into your services. And the reason why I bring this up is because there's a big difference. We had, we had a uh, gentleman, uh, shout out to Earl Piner, uh, who was on our show and he does uh, basketball training and basketball coaching for kids, which is very different because the parents themselves are investing in their child, not necessarily the child 100%, right? So the child does 
you know, it depends on the kid. Sometimes they do want help or sometimes they're just doing it because that's what their parents right. you know, want for them. Where this is different, right? You have individuals, your clients are investing in themselves knowingly. However, I know uh, if you've been in business for more than one month, every client is different. And the application of what you are providing them and the knowledge and the, the expertise is very different based on the, 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 the application of the client, right? And can you just speak on that? So if someone's coming to you, what's the importance of they also investing outside of the monetary thing? I'm saying like them applying what you're, you're teaching. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if what, I, what I like to say is like my, my, I guess my unicorn type of client is somebody who's actually, who's, who's somebody who's a high performer. And I remember when I first started, it was, okay, I don't have a million dollars. Does that mean I'm not a high performer? And, and the answer is no. Some people can be high performers. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have a huge business or they have you know, the, the money in the bank. A high performer is somebody who just wants to be doing more and they have that energy and that drive. And if somebody doesn't have that energy or drive, then coaching is not going to work for them. Nobody needs a coach. People want coaches. And people understand that if you can actually, if, if somebody wants a coach and they're actually willing to put in the work and actually look to change, because if they're not looking to change and they're not going to do the work, then like you're just wasting everybody's time and you're not going to get anywhere. You're wasting your time, your money, you're wasting my time, like which I think is extremely valuable. So like, why are we, why are we, I would love to help, but if you're not putting in the work, then like there's only so much I can do. And, and I would say also the fact that within coaching, going back to the fact that there's different people and each person brings their own, you know, piece. And, and how do you figure that out? Because everyone's so different. I would say that within coaching and another difference between coaching and consulting is consulting. The, the point of consulting is to give answers to people's questions. Mm. So somebody comes to, to a consultant and asks, what do I have to do to get to B or to, to Z, whatever it is, right? Coaching is a little different where my job as a coach is to ask the right questions. I'm supposed, I love that. I'm supposed to allow my client the space to come out with the answers. I believe that each one of my clients knows what they need to do. They might not know it on the surface level, but they know it deep down inside. And if they don't know what they do, they know who to ask to know what to do. So I don't need, they need to be a, a, somebody who knows the specific industry or the specific area because I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to ask them the right questions. And through asking the right questions, they're actually going to come up with the answers. I love that. I love it. So on your website, you, you offer, it states that you offer one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, consultation or one-on-one -on -one sessions and group yeah. sessions. If, if, if that's still applicable, yeah. what is the difference? Are you going in, when you say group, is that to a business? Like, let's just say it's an insurance company and they have five agents and you're kind of consulting and, that, and something like that? Or is it just, it could be a group of five family members or you're just coaching a family? Like, what, what, I mean, is there a difference? Yeah. So the, yeah, that, I would say it's both of those. Um, I, I did, I do, I have spoken to a couple of people who are, who are interested in hiring me for their companies that have sales teams and they really want them to like really get on, get on with it. So they're, they're looking to hire me. Um, and then also I, I just posted this on LinkedIn uh, two weeks ago or last week, um, a, a six week course that I'm giving and it's a group set. It's in a group setting. And nice. the, the, the basic idea of a group setting and really the power of a group setting is financially usually it just costs less. Um, so people feel like they're to do it, but also in terms of working with other people and when you're in that setting and you hear other people going through what they're going through and they're being open and they're being vulnerable and they're, they're, they're like getting it and, and they're, you know, bringing out what, what they're going through. You're like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one who feels like that. It can be an extremely powerful session. Um, you know, I try keeping it close knit and it's like, 
we're like a bond, like we don't, what stays in the, the meeting doesn't leave the meeting. Um, and if somebody has a question that they want to ask one-on-one, -on -one, they could ask me, you know, privately. Um, but really the power, a lot, a lot of the power in group coaching is really hearing other people's answers and like realizing, I know that was like, because it's, it's funny because sometimes in coaching, you realize that was such a simple like answer. Like how didn't yeah, they yeah, yeah. know about it? And it's like, that person was so stuck on that and they had no idea. And it's it just like funny to see. And it, it's really powerful that way that, you know, people can actually um, see that from one another. So when I was first introduced to the personal development industry, one of the, something that stuck with me uh, that I found true, and it, it, it goes, it, it kind of, you know, uh, rounds back to the beginning of our discussion is uh, success principles are basically the same in, in any profession. It's just, you know, the application of them might look a little bit different, but it's virtually the same. And that goes back to um, when a person's a high performer, they also probably have good relationships. They also probably have, um, you know, uh, their, their, their health, their physical health in, in check. So what, what is that? Why is it? Why does it all always just trip over? Um, and then I also want you to, to maybe apply the same thing if it's the op to the opposite. What happens when the person's so focused on one thing and kind of maybe loses themselves in other areas? Yeah, sure. So going back to Jim Rohn, he, he, he says that everything has to do with everything and everything's intertwined and everything's really connected. And, you know, if, you, if you're lazy in one area, it's most, most likely you're lazy in another area too. It could be that in other areas you're not as lazy, but, you know, that, 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 that characteristic, that character trait is going to be popping up in other areas. So really understanding that and, and acknowledging that because it's hard because somebody could be, you know, killing it in their business life and then like their family life's terrible. And it's like, you would think like they have nothing to do with one another, but like, no, it all has to do with one another. And, you know, even like an, an example, like, you know, your kid, you know, gets you frustrated or gets you annoyed in the morning and he's going off to school and he's just like, can make you go nuts. And like, you get to work and like, you're just like ticked off. Like, yeah, it's affected you. There you go. Like it, yeah. it's an easy one, you know? Absolutely. So, so, so this stuff really, it, it does all affect one another because we're, we're very complicated. <laughs> Humans are very complicated and we have a lot to us and we all have, um, we have to realize that. And if we can work on ourselves as, as a whole, right, really get to the core of ourselves and really work on ourselves. Like if we be more patient, right. If you can be more patient with your clients, you'll be more patient with like your spouse. You know, if you could be, um, if you can you make decisions quicker in your business, then you'll be able to make decisions with your, your family as well. So it's really, everything's really connected. And the tools that one is using, like you said, are really found across every you know part of someone's life. I love it. And, and it's funny because even if we're focusing now, which I would like to stay focused on the positive thing, but I find it so ironic when you have someone who's just, you know, just a cloud of negativity. And it's always, there. Oh, there's always an issue. There's always a problem. You know, we all know these people and it's like, whether it could be like, there's a problem in their relationship or a problem with their kid, then they go to work and there's problems at work. And it's the same is true. It's so funny though, because that same scenario reversed is the one that most people are like, wow, you're so happy, everything, you're so lucky and you're whatever, but it's the same. It's literally the same application. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's funny, it, it's, it's funny how people don't see that, you know, yeah. like everything's bitter in their life. So like, what are you going to do about it? Like, you're going to keep complaining about it or you're going to, you know, step up and, and, and really make the changes that are necessary. So yes, it's unfortunate. And hopefully those people could, uh, you know, be able to find it. No, not that we should be judging them. You know, we, we don't know what they've, where they come and whatnot, but 
um, you know, be the support when they're there, but also we have to watch out for ourselves. So when those people are around, we have to, we have to know to, to keep away and to, to do our thing. I love it. So, so what are some things, uh, tools, I guess people can use to kind of, um, I guess, maintain the, the, the positive vibes or the, the high levels of performance. Um, is it, you know, what's your recommendation? Is it through books? Is it through, uh, continual coaching? Um, is it all the above, um, eating, right? I mean, what, what, what is it? Yeah. So, so for me, uh, coaching is, is, is the number one. Um, I personally have two coaches. I have one for my, what's going on in my life, my more mindset, and then one for my business. Um, so I personally have two coaches that, that I work with and, and they keep me in track and, you know, and I can see the success from it. Um, I spend a lot of money on it, but for me, it's, it's worth it just because it's my life and I, I want to live it to the, to the fullest. Um, I would say like on a personal level, I, there, there are a few things that I, I try doing every single day. I'm a big journaler. Um, I really like journaling, just writing down. At first, it just started with ideas that I've had. I've had lots of ideas and I used to have like papers all over my house or on my phone. I had notes or on my computer and it was just like, it was all over the place, but like I had certain ideas. So now I have a, an actual hard journal, usually take around everywhere with me and I journal. I try to do journal at least once a day. Um, so even if it's a line or something, I try putting something yeah. in there. Um, you know, like recently I started talk, like journaling about like my mood, like how's my mood during the day? Because if mm. you want to really be conscious about something, you really have to track it. And you know, it, how's my mood? Am I like, is my mood like a five or like most of the month? Is it a six, a seven and eight? Not yeah. like, is it? And, and it's something that for me personally, I really wanted to start like working on. So like, okay, if I need it, if I need, if I want to know where I am, I got to really start tracking it. So um, journaling is huge for me. Um, and, and deep breathing slash meditating, you know, everyone has their own, you know, way they could do that. And there are a million different, different ways to do that. But, um, you know, I start every morning you know, with some deep breathing, meditating, and like really just focusing on like what, what's really important to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, like just th those are, I guess, some of the basic things that I, I try focusing on. And I know if I do those things every single day, then like, I'm going to see that, that progress. I love it. It's amazing. Um, there, another common thread we have with um, our guest is meditation and uh, it's, it's, it's some level of practice, whether it's right. a minute, 30 seconds, a half hour, two hours, whatever, whatever there works for them. Um, it always seems like one of the common threads and the guys, uh, I don't know, heck, Goose, Gabe, you guys want to jump in. It's it's almost unreal, to be honest with you, the successful people that we have on here always talk about meditation um and it comes out somehow some way even if it's like by accident or just like us right now we're just having a conversation um whether and I, and again everyone has their own techniques right. um but uh you know what what is the value or what is why is that i feel like so undervalued why is that not you would think that that would be part of our um, you know, and, and obviously meditation, depending on how it's interpreted, it could be part of um, a religious practice and things like that. But why isn't it more at the forefront uh, when it comes to our education system? Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's interesting because I feel like when you talk about meditation, there's like a stigma of like a, a, somebody who's like a Buddha, like sitting on top yeah. of a mountain. And like when I first started getting into this stuff, it, it was more deep breathing than meditating, I would say. And, and for me, that, that was really important because especially nowadays, there's so much going on and there's so much distraction, you know, just yeah. your phone in your pocket, it's not even ringing and you're distracted by it. 
So it's a time of, of my day where it's like, I'm just like unplugged. I'm just doing my thing. Um, it's for a half hour. So, you know, some people that's short, some people that's long, you know, but it, it's just a way that I can really stay focused with it. And then honestly, throughout my day, you know, whenever I see myself like getting stressed or if I see myself like um, not knowing what I should be doing next or whatnot, like I'll give myself like a two minute, like short meditation. And by doing that one in the morning, I sort of tap into that throughout my day. And it's been extremely powerful. So like, you know, just earlier, my, my kid was like getting me really stressed and like, I needed to like, I needed to like chill out for a second. So I'm like, okay, like I needed like some time. Like I told my wife, like I need a minute. <laughs> and like, I went, <laughs> I like, just did some breathing, like refocused myself and like came back and I was, and I was better, you know? So just having that, that tool, it, it's, I don't know, to me, it's, it's so powerful because you really get so focused on it. And especially nowadays, like I said before, like we're so distracted that really having that, as something in your back pocket that you can always just fall to because you don't need anything. You just need quiet or not, not even actually quiet. You just need not, not to be distracted by somebody else. Um, you, know, you can really tap into that. I love it. I love it. Um, book recommendations. What, what is like one of the best books or maybe top three or it doesn't have to be the top, just that affected you or, or just had a high impact on your life. Yeah. So uh, is there, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so the one thing by Gary Keller was huge. Um, I flew through that. I'm not a big book reader, but I, I flew yeah. through that. Um, and honestly, through my personal you know, development journey, I started reading more books because I realized I can actually read books that I want to read. And if I don't like it, I don't have to continue reading it. Like a different yeah. school. So that was like awesome to just realize that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so the one thing was a big one of mine, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, his stuff is just for financial independence and freedom. That was, that's like just a huge mindset shift um vivid vision um that was a big that was a big one also so um, i would say those three those three were you know some of the ones that you know pop out to me i love it can you talk a little bit about uh the importance of focus uh especially more so to how it relates to goals and obtaining your goals and goal setting and staying focused on one thing for a specific span or period of time yeah, sure. So it, it's extremely, it's extremely important and really getting so clear on what that goal is actually going to look like is extremely important. Many people, I had one client of mine who, who was working a W2 job. He was making six figures, but he, he knew he wanted to be investing in real estate. And he, and he told me, he's like, by the end of this year, and this guy who he, he owned four units, I would say, but he didn't like, it was like some like things next to his house. He didn't like didn't own anything big. And he goes to me, he's like, I want to own $25 million of real estate. Well, in the first year. And I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, is that it? Like, is that it? Like, what's what's going on? And I asked, like, why do you want to own $25 million? It's just like a nice number. He's like, no, because if I own $25 million, then I could probably make X amount through passive income each year. And if I do that, then I'll be able to do this. And like, we were really getting clear on the goal. So I said, the goal is not necessarily $25 million. It's X amount of income through mm. real estate. So let's say you find a $10 million deal that did this, you know, gave you the same it's the same same cash flow like would you go for it he's like yeah i guess i'm like okay so we have to get clear on what our goal is it's not necessarily um you know the you know the actual thing that people are saying so really getting clear on that is really extremely important and honestly having a friend or a coach or a spouse or somebody to really just talk that out with is is so key sidetracking within seven weeks he actually got a property six and a half million dollars under contract which was like well wow. he was nuts but um but yeah, besides the point, it, it, so it's really just getting clear on, on that and, and really knowing 
what it is that we want. Because if you don't know where you're going, how are you supposed to get there? You know, <laughs> like you can say that I'm going to on, on a trip, but like, if you don't know where the destination is, like, that, that's nice. Or like, even if you're like, okay, I'm going to go to California. Like, that's nice. California is pretty big. Like, where are you going? You know, like, <laughs> and if you don't, and if you don't have that clear direction, there's like how you're not supposed to know. And, and I think the hard part is and where, where people get really caught up with it. And this is something that I've been trying to really focus on myself and really something that I like teaching is that so many times, like we have to have a goal in mind that we're going to, but on the other hand, we have to realize that if we have the mindset, the more of an abundant mindset of recognizing that like things can happen to us the ways we don't expect them to happen, then, and we're open to that, that life in a way sometimes brings us things if we're, if we're not closed-minded enough and we can see success in other avenues because how many times have we tried to do something and it came from a different way. It's like I'm marketing on LinkedIn to try to get all these things going on our Instagram. And then all of a sudden, like I'm in like the supermarket and some guy behind me mentioned something. It's like, oh, like what was that about? And like it came from there. And it's like if I was only so focused on my my social media, like I would have totally missed that. So it's really having that mindset of being open that like, yes, we should have a goal, but we should be open to the fact that see what path and what doors really open for us. And in that way, we'll be able to, you know, sometimes even skip the line a little bit to get in head without really, you know, going through the things that we thought were extremely necessary when they're, you know, they could have been necessary, but just be based on our circumstances, they were not. If someone, if someone wanted to get started in uh, real estate investing, what, what would you recommend them to, uh, to look at, to read up on, to gain knowledge in, um, and, and, what would be the best approach? So if you have, um, I don't know, uh, a group of people, and here's the reason why I'm asking. I feel like you jump on Instagram or whatever, any social media platform, and there's, you're just getting sold um, a bunch of things. And some of them may work, some of them may not work. I have no idea. Um, But I just know you just kind of get bombarded with all these different, uh, I guess, strategies on how to, you know, become a multimillionaire through real estate investing, blah, blah, blah. How do you, how is one to decipher through all of that to get what's real? Um, and not to say that everyone wants an easy ticket in, but what makes, what would make the most sense? Yeah. So I, I would say it goes back to where, why you're doing it. What's, what's the reason, you know, so I could go and put my coaching hat on, um, you know, so okay. if it's, if it's to be financially free to quit your W2 within a year, so your strategy has to be extremely different than it is, um, you know, th- that you're investing in, you know, for, for 30 years down the line. So um, I-, I would say that, but let's say someone's looking to, you know, try to become a millionaire, let's say within a year or two, like what the best strategy is. So, you know, owning single family houses, like is probably not the right way to go just because it just, you'll have to do a scale a lot more. And especially when you're getting off, you don't have the systems in place, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Um, so you might have to start looking at the bigger things. So the question is, you know, how big are you willing to go? And, and honestly, you know, once you go above a certain, like five units, it's all the same. So whether it's yeah. five or a hundred, you know, it's, it's, it's really just zeros and only more zeros, but um, so it's really getting comfortable with that and really just educating yourself in the beginning. I would say biggerpockets.com is a great resource for that. That's um, a free resource. You can check them out. They have a bunch of YouTube videos. They literally break everything down for you. And it's extremely clear just to get familiar with the lingo. There's one of my clients right now who I'm working with. And all we're doing is we're just going through the lingo of real estate because he wants to, get into it and he wants to not sound like an idiot. So he's like, just wants to like 
we're just talking. This is all we do. The whole session is just talking real estate. And like, that's what he wants to do. So uh, that, that's what we're doing. And he, when he's, once he starts, you know, once he feels ready and once, you know, I, I think he's ready to do it because you never really feel ready, but you know, once you feel, you know, once he feels more you know confident to do it, he's going to take that leap and like really jump into it, you know, full steam ahead. But um, at the end of the day, especially with like markets, like especially nowadays, right? Rates are rising and, and nobody knows what's going to happen. And you ask experts and you'll have experts on both sides of the field, like saying, you know, oh, the market's going to crash. And the market's like, no, this is the best time to buy anything. So yeah. at the end, like nobody knows <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. And if you want to like follow certain people and you and you really resonate with them and you really like what they have to say, then like maybe that's a great way to follow. And those are like the people that you follow because- I don't know. It's, it's all a guess, you know, that you can make an educated, more educated guess, but um, you know, one, one thing I like talking about when people talk about real estate, and it's really any investment. There's people usually talk, talk about the risk of investing, right? That's one of the big things. And it's one of the big fears that a lot of my clients have. It's like, Oh, it's risky. It's too risky. And they don't realize that there's another side to it. There's, there's actually a risk not to invest. And you know, that risk can be, you know, your freedom and down the line, it's your family time. It's, you know, the ability of not going to like your kid's soccer game in, in five, 10 years from now, because you're not investing now, you're not putting the time in now. Um, it's, it's the fact that when you're older, you'll be, you know, more set, you don't have to worry about it financially. Um, nowadays, just inflation in general, you're holding cash, like that's not good. Like you're lo- literally losing money. So uh, what I like telling people is that there's a risk to invest, you're right, but there might be an even greater risk not to invest. So just having that mindset, like sort of counts people down, like, oh, like, it's okay. Like I need to do this. I might even lose money and that's fine. As long as I know I'm in it for the long run, as long as you stay, stick with it, like you'll be fine. What if, what, what if um, to, to go to your, I, I believe it was um, the first client wanted to replace or one of them wanted to replace their W-2, right? So what they're making on an annual basis at a job and they wanted um, a passive income to essentially replace that. Right. I mean, how how do you even go about that? Like, what is like the uh, like the first thing you 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 would say to them? Is it what, what you just said about the maybe um, little complexes or the multifamily units, or is it something different? Is it area? Is it obviously finances? Right. Yeah, for sure. So I would say if the person is able to save up, so, so there's actually a lot of benefits of having a W2 job um, while investing in real estate. So just getting a loan from a bank's a lot easier if you have money coming in. Um, so that's just like something good to know. People think like, oh, I want to quit my job. And then like they end up like having a property that they like. And then it's like, oh, you actually can't get a loan, buddy, because you have no money coming in. So um, just knowing that it's actually very beneficial to have a job. So don't just like throw away your job. Um, and also like the stress is real. Like if you just quit your job to jump into real estate, like it's like, it's, it's not like a joke. Like you really need yeah. to support yourself and you don't necessarily want to be jumping into your savings. So um, there is a time where you are going to have to jump. The question is, when is that? And you know, it's not a time people hold off a little too long and maybe, you know, it's, you know, you have your first couple of deals and now it's like time. Okay. And like, now I might not be able to support myself yet, but like, I'm in a good, you know, I'm in, I'm in a good thing going forward. But um, I would say it's, it's getting really clear on your niche. It's like really knowing what you're investing in and where you want to invest. I mean, nowadays you can really invest anywhere, but really like what you want to be investing in. So if, you know, multifamily properties speak to you, that's great. If storage speaks to you, that's great. Um, and really understanding what it is you want to do. And then once you have like a specific area and, and, and niche, it's like, okay, how can I scale this the biggest? And how can I try to add the most value and, you know, be able to support myself? 
So what what is, what is up with the 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 uh, the storage unit uh, uh, thing right now? I mean, we live uh, right twenty minutes north of Philly, and you know, growing up, you had your you know your classic U-Haul uh, locations, and uh, you know maybe one or two others. Now it's literally if you see dirt getting moved around or pushed around, a storage unit is going up. So what ha- what happened? Like what is going on right now? Because I feel like we're in the suburbs and every corner we pass by is this huge uh, unit is going up of storage. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a storage unit guy, but I, I think the answer is because Americans have a lot of stuff and they need <laughs> to put stuff somewhere. And then it, 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 think about it. If you have an apartment building, right, that you're owning, like there's a lot of maintenance and upkeep that you need to keep you know, putting into the building. If you have a storage unit, it's literally just a room that you don't have to do anything. You know, maybe there's electricity and that's about it. You know, maybe some of them have like, you know, heating and, and you know, cooling. Um, but there's no, there's like little or no upkeep with it. And you can literally just stack a, a, a million you know, storage units in like an area. And people usually just forget about it and they'll just continue paying it because they don't want to take their stuff out. So strategically, I think people are just like loving it because it's like, Americans have stuff. They don't know where to put it. Their house, their backyards are full already. And like, they just got to get rid of it. So um, I think that's honestly the, the real reason why there's so much storage going up. I love it. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about marketing. Uh, what, what is, uh, what is your current strategy? Obviously you don't have to give us the, the details, but how do you utilize and leverage social media, sure. um, email? Do you still make cold calls? Like what, what is, what are people doing now? Yeah. So I personally have used social media. That's been my main way to, to get my clients. My coach is actually, he doesn't like, doesn't use social media at all. He's a big caller. Um, yeah. he, he, I would say he's not a cold caller. He's like a warm caller. So like he knows the person or knows of the person. He's somebody who gets introduced and he makes the pitch. And he, like I said, before, like, like you said before, like you get them on that discovery call. And that's the biggest thing because you could sell as much as you want, but if a person doesn't really know what you're talking about um it's it, they're not they're not going to know and and it's something that like i guarantee because it, i've seen the success of it it's like after that discovery call that you're gonna get like two or three insights off of the call which is like a pretty big guarantee that like you're already going to be like uh, doing something and it's then realize okay what's the value for that and what is it that i need to be doing you know in order to do is does the person really want to like make the investment in themselves and really take that you know take take me on as their coach here's a good question that we ask all entrepreneurs what is your what is the i guess your your biggest you know a thorn in the side of your you know whatever your 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 ribs versus your favorite part about being an entrepreneur so what's the pros and what's the cons for you don't have to go super deep just a very basic um i love the flexibility of my schedule i love that um, Absolutely. I've, I've, I've done the w2 thing and um it, it was great and i had that sense of like security um but i you know i think at the end of the day it's like a, it's a lot of people think they have a w2 and like they're safe and they can't you know they're, they're always having a paycheck coming in which is true and even if they, they they're slacking but to think that like you can't get fired or anything like that like yeah. just that's just not the case. Like people get fired all the time. And I remember yep. I was talking to one of my clients and he was like debating. Um, he, he had like a pretty good W2 job and he was debating whether he should take a year or two off to like start like some startup stuff that he wanted to do. And he kept saying like, oh, my job is so secure. I'm like, stop saying that. Like it is more secure now because you have it. But like 
your boss, like you do one thing wrong, your boss doesn't like you, then like you're gone. Like, and like, you're going to like put your faith in somebody else. And then too many people get burnt by that. Not that like, we shouldn't like, you should just be open to that fact that like, there is a lot of, um, a lot of times that like we were putting our faith in something and it's not necessarily there. So really under understanding that. Um, so I personally love the flexibility. On the other hand, I'm an entrepreneur. So if I'm exhausted, I'm tired, like then like things are not getting done. So I got to really like kick myself up. Um, and the fact that I have, that's why I have my coaches, the, you know, kick me, kick me in the touch. So, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure too, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's um, on both sides. It's, 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 it's all up to you uh, to, to, to make it happen. Truly. Um, there's some things where teamwork comes into play and maybe a, a lucky situation or things like that, but you got to get up and get it. Um, and, and I think that's true both ways. Um, however, to, 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 you know, to your point, I, I love the, uh, the folks who start out to have the side hustles or um, have, you know, do both in the beginning um, and, and, and not just fully, you know, cut, you know, uh, you know, or burn the bridge, whatever, what would it, what would be your recommendation? Would you recommend that, you know, kind of doing both for, you know, a, a temporary, you know, length of time till, you know, they can make the leap or do you recommend just going from one to the other? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it mostly depends on the person, but I think most sure. people, most people would do better off in the long run. Um, if they would transition into it. So if they would go into it slowly and really build something off on the side, especially something like real estate, real estate is very doable. Um, especially in the beginning when you're just underwriting and you're just trying to find deals and you're just trying to learn, like it's very doable when somebody has a W2 job, you might have to sacrifice some like Netflix at night, but like it's very doable, you know? Um, so, yeah. so just, so I, I would say that's strategically more for people. If somebody else had an opportunity um, that like was like made sense, even if they might not make so much money in the beginning, but like there's a higher, you know, bigger and higher gain at the, at the end, then like maybe that's better. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said before, there's going to be a jump at some point. Like you're going to have to let go and like just like jump out of the plane. Um, the question is, is when and when not. And, and personally, a lot of my clients, that's what I deal with. I deal with like when is that jump and when are they just being scared? Um, and that fear is creeping in because it's scary, but when is the fear legit? And when is it just like holding you back? I love it. Well said. All right, man, what are some of, you know, what does the future look like for you? Some of the, the things that you're looking forward to, uh, with your coaching business, possibly real estate, some things we should look out for anything you want to share? Yeah, sure. So I'm actually uh, in the middle of writing a book. Um, that's hopefully going to be out mid July. I actually shut down the second edit just during this call. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't worry. I'm not rushing this call, but, um, I, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm coming out with that July. Actually, I would give, you know, I'll, I'll gift your guests. I would say like the first five guests that reach out to you or to me, um, you would say that they listen to the podcast and they, they want a, the free copy of the book. I'll give them a free copy of the book. Um, nice. so feel free to, uh, to reach out to either one of us, you know, uh, just, I just, I'll just need your info. So, um, Excellent. We'll, Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll get to you guys with the book. Um, and, uh, so that's something I'm really excited about. That's, that's sort of my whole model in terms of how I coach. And, um, that, that course that I came out with like a week or two ago is based off of the book. So it's really a lot of overlap and a lot of things that have to do with one another. Um, and it's more on the personal development side of, you know, really, it, it, I would say it's a beginner's personal development book. So people are looking to just get started. 
Um, they don't know where to start. It's not going to be an extremely long book because I was always overwhelmed by long books. Um, yeah. you know, so it's going to be a, a pretty short book, but to the point to give practical tips also. So, you know, each chapter you'll be able to like go through and plow through and be able to, to get stuff out of that. So, um, I would say that's one aspect. And then also I'm, I'm growing my practice. So, uh, you know, I have a few coaches who work under me in specific areas. So I have like a relationship coach. I have, um, someone who's like a new, um, a new parent coach, I was going to call, I don't know. I'm trying to work on the title, but she works with like, you know, people who have kids ages zero to two, um, and really just helps them with that. Um, and really I have a, a fitness coach that, that, that I work with who like does like online, you know, fitness training and diet, dietary stuff like that. So I'm really trying to, and I am, I'm growing the, 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 my personal business to really, you know, incorporate more coaches underneath me so I could scale and have a bigger community with people who are, you know, like-minded and really try to, to try to grow that out. I love it. I love it. Um, one question we ask all of our guests, uh, most of us here are married with kids and all have multiple projects going on, uh, multiple gigs, what have you. How do you manage work-life balance? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. And obviously the answer is always going to be different for everyone, but yeah, for, for you sure. specifically, yeah, for what's, sure. what's, yeah, I guess, I, I guess for me, I, I have strict rules, especially I work from home. So for me also, yeah. it's, um, I, I have strict like times that I'm with my family and strict times I'm working. Um, and when I'm working, I'm working and when I'm with my family, I'm, I'm with my family and it's, it's goes back to that mindset. It's really focusing on where you are at the present moment. Um, one of the things I, I like talking to my clients about is, is the ability to be present. And to me, that's like one of the biggest things. If you can be present wherever you are, um, you know, you'll be able to get the most out of wherever you are. And too many times we look, we're looking forward down the line or we're getting anxious about something down the line and we're not being in the present moment and, and the present gets messed up. And even if we're looking forward to something, like I say, like, even if you're going on a trip to like, you know, to, to Rome or something and like, you're looking forward to the trip to Rome, but like, you know, until you actually get there, like you have the fight, you have like the 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 hotel you have the, the walking around like there's so much that you can gain out of it but like people are just so focused on the one thing and hopefully it actually lives up to it many times it doesn't live up to it but you know even once it lives up to it it's like okay now what like it's always like a next thing and if we could just look to be present wherever we're trying to be to me that's that's where people you know get the joy out of their lives I so it. i absolutely love it um okay so another you know, generic question we like to ask, what is, what is your recommendation to uh, anyone trying to achieve their dream um, or, or business goals uh, via uh, success tips? So what tips uh, would you give uh, someone uh, trying to obtain their dream life? Yeah. Besides for getting a coach, um, it doesn't have to be me. I was saying, I just, you know, I believe in the, in the system. Um, yeah. Besides for getting a coach, because that's an obvious one, I, I would say, um, persistency. You, you got to be persistent and you, you got to keep going. Most people, especially nowadays, you find with a lot of the millennials, like they're looking to get the success like overnight and it's just not happening. Like just yeah. throwing it out of the, like, it's not, it's not happening. And you're going to have to put in hard work. And most people don't know what hard work means. And it's really understanding that, that it's not going to happen overnight and you just have to do it and you're going to fail and that's okay. And you just, as long as you continue moving forward and taking that next step forward, it doesn't have to be huge leaps. As long as you just keep walking forward and taking those steps, 
That's the biggest thing. And, and I believe that in any area, somebody could be successful in it. You know, um, I have like some friends who like took like only three or six credits in college a semester because like they wanted to do well. It took them a little longer to finish, but like they were, but they finished at the end of the day. And we, so many times we were judging each other based on like, you know, the, the time and how long things take. And people don't realize you're in it for the long run and it's your life and you got to do your thing. So as long as you're doing your thing and as long as you're moving forward, like that's all that really matters. So stop caring what other people think. Stop caring what other people are saying. Like you do you. And like, as long as it's like a strategic goal, like you don't want to be, you know, doing something that doesn't make sense, you know, but so like you want to make sure you're getting the right advice and you're, you're doing on the right path. But as long as you're on the right path, like just keep at it and like, you'll find it and you'll get there eventually. All right, man, two final things. One, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to cover or mention? Um, any topics, anything? Um, and then also, or, or, and, or if not, um, how can folks connect with you? Yeah, sure. I, no, I appreciate that. Um, is there any, yeah, I think cover most, most, most of the ground. Um, you know, I, I get really passionate about this stuff and, and I really love it. And I think it's so important because like, we're only here once, you know, like yes. we really got to make the, we really got to make the best out of it. And really it's, it's, we hold ourselves back so much and to really un, un, be able to unleash ourselves and unlock ourselves to really be who we want to be and live that life that we want to life, you know, create that life as opposed to react to it is, is something that's so key and so important that if you can get help with it, like get help. And if, if it's not a coach, maybe it's a good buddy of yours that can help coach you. You know, we're all coaches, coaches in a way, we're all leaders in a way. So look at somebody who's, you know, a step ahead of you and see where they are and how do they get there and really just ask them, speak to them. People are nice. A lot of people are very nice out there. So it's really, it's like telling the people in the real estate world, like people are so scared. I'm like, people in the real estate world have to be very nice and they'll tell you exactly what they're doing. Um, so I, I think just in general, like there are, a lot, there are a lot of good people out there. So really just find those people and, and, and ask them. And, you know, I think, I, I think, uh, I think, I think it's, it's investment worth making in, in yourself. So I, I think that, um, and then for your second question, I'm on, I'm heavily invested on LinkedIn. So definitely find me at Bennett Schwartz on LinkedIn. Um, I am on Instagram at coaching with Bennett. Um, and you can also find me on my website at bwschwartz.com. You can email me at Bennett at bwschwartz.com. Um, if anybody's interested in a free session discovery call, or if anybody needs advice, picking a coach, I don't, I, people call me for referrals. Like, I don't, I don't mind. Um, if it's a good fit for me, then great. If it's not good for, for me, like I'll, I'll, ref, you know, refer somebody out. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is really fun. I really appreciate it guys. Love it, man. Thank you so much. All right. We'd like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is from, uh, Buddha. Thousands of candles can be lighted from a single candle, and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. And the second one by Andrew Carnegie. If you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy, and inspires your hopes. The performance coach in this episode will be a special guest, Bennett Schwartz. We cover topics that range from success tips, real estate, business performance, effective coaching, daily disciplines, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Buddha and Andrew Carnegie. Awesome. 
Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.